Very, very excited um, for this day uh, today. I want to share with you um, a story, the story that was just up there on the, uh, the screen. And um, from really just some time that I personally had with God a, a few months ago. And, um, but I, I just want to tell you that uh, I believe that today is one of those days that we call forks in the road, right? We have these times in our life where you hit a, an, an end and literally a decision has to be made where you're going to go one direction or another. And the reality is when you hit those forks in the road and you make a decision one way or the other, everything changes. Everything, it's, a, it's a direction of your life. So like right now, many, many people are deciding school's getting done, right? And people are deciding which college they're going to go to or if they're going to go to school or not. And I just remember, man, when I hit that fork in the road, the, the school I chose completely changed my life because it changes who I, who I ended up being friends with and the, and the job I do. And then, and then you have that fork in the road, right? And you get to the out of school or, or maybe over and over again, and you got to decide, what am I going to do, really, for the rest of my life? And you hit that, and when you decide your occupation, I mean, it changes everything. You know, and then you go to a conference in New Mexico, and you run into this blonde, right? And you meet this girl for the first time, and you eventually make a decision that you want her to be with you for the rest of your life. And then you throw the question at her. It's like, do you want to actually spend uh, the rest of your life with me? You know, needing a lot of mercy and grace and all that kind of stuff. And when you make that decision and you say yes to who it is that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, oh my goodness, you guys, everything changes. So I'm just going to be point blank up front with you that I believe that in preparing um, for this message, I I think that God has asked me to lay before you a fork in the road. And I believe he's asking you, he is going to, I am, because I know I'm going to ask you this, okay? So I'm just letting you know beforehand. I am going to give you a chance at the end of this message, and you're going to make a decision. And what you do with this decision on this day is going to change you for the rest of your life. So welcome to church. (laughs) Didn't know what you were coming into today, did you? So so here's what we got to do. We got to pray. And, um, and we need to ask God, and I'm going to ask him, but you need to right now. Uh, you know, we kicked off the year uh, with the parable of the sower, if you were here or not. But back in January, we talked about that when God's seed, when his word goes out, it hits different soils. And a good soil, a soil that's receptive and ready to receive, when it hears God's word, it takes it in. And that seed has a chance to grow. And that's what we're going to talk about today, all right? So let me pray for us, and then we'll jump in. Well, God, man, it's a beautiful day today. Hmm. Our lives are full and furious and fast. We've stopped for a moment out of our busyness, and we've come here. And... um, And I just want to tell you, God, I long, as I always do, always long for this, but I just want to ask for it again today, that this would not be just a a church day, that this wouldn't just be another hour, hour and a half that we spent um, before we did what we really want to do today. I'm going to ask right now that you would speak. 
And I'm going to ask that you to anoint the words that I'm going to share. I do believe that you've given me something to say, and I just want to ask that you'd help me to say it. And would you give all of us in this room ears to hear it? Because I know this, if we will hear your voice today, then everything can change. And I just really pray that that would happen. And I just want to ask for it. I'm going to ask for it and trust you. We're going to have a good time just believing that you're here, that you love us, and that you have a life and a plan for us. And we pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Hey, can I ask a favor real quick uh, of the lights? Um, Can I just have the lights out here on the people come up just a little bit so um, I can see everybody better? Oh, there you are. I love it. Okay, now I feel like I'm talking to somebody. Here we go. Hey, so what I'm going to share with you, grab your Bibles and open up to Matthew chapter 19. Um, I don't know if anybody, anybody have a paper Bible anymore? <laughs> Everybody, pull out your iPhones and uh, grab your Bible. But I, I, I want to encourage you um, to grab a Bible. And the cool thing about paper ones still is, you know, even right now today, write little notes, stick some things inside there. I'm going to share with you a story of a guy who had an engagement with Jesus, ran into Jesus. And it's a story that I have read many, many times in my life. But back about two, maybe three months ago, I was just in my normal time with God in the morning. I, I, I got to this story and I read it. And part of it had to do with what he was doing in my own life. Um, there was just some new stuff that popped out of this story. And I, I felt like God worked so powerfully within me in that moment. And I really sensed him saying, I want to ask the same thing that I'm asking of you, David. I want to ask K2. I want to ask all of you. So I actually went to our arts team and I said, hey, could I just have a single message? So we're not doing a series or anything. This is just one message that I want to give to you that I feel like God has laid on my heart and, um, as we go through. So let's just read through it, uh, Matthew chapter 19, and, uh, and then I'll pull it apart. <clears throat> just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked him, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Well, why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there's only one who is good. And if you want to enter life, then keep the commandments. Well, which ones, he inquired. And Jesus replied, you should not murder, you shouldn't commit adultery, you shouldn't steal, you should not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Man, all these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Well, Jesus answered, well, if you want to be perfect, then go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished. And they asked, well, who then can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and he said, with man... That's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Peter answered him, We've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields 
for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. All right, so what happens here? This guy comes up to Jesus, and one of the things we find is this story is told in a couple other books too. You can find it in Mark, and you can find it in Luke. And in there, we find out that the guy is young, and he's rich, and he's a ruler. So if you think about it, this is a guy who's got it going. I mean, his life is working. He's a young guy, and he's already rich, so he's already got tons of possessions, and he's blessed, right? And he's a ruler, which means what? He's got some power, and he's got authority, So this is a guy who knows how to live life and he knows how to make it happen. But he finds out that there's this teacher named Jesus who everybody seems to be really intrigued by who's bringing some spiritual life into the whole thing. So he comes up to him and says, hey man, I would love to know, what one thing do I gotta do to get eternal life? Now let me show you a couple things that that hit me out of there. The first one is this. See, this guy thought, you know what? I'm pretty good at doing stuff. (laughs) And when I do stuff, good things happen. So if there's more, then I want that. Man, if there's eternal life, then bring it on. So tell me what to do, because if I do it, I can get it done, right? And so he comes to Jesus, and he asks, what one thing must I do? And then he says this, how do I get eternal life? What's interesting about that word is the word get means, how do I possess it? How can I have eternal life? How can I add, because my life's pretty good right now, how can I add that to it too? That'd be awesome, you notice what Jesus says, though? What does he say? And this is, this is a nuance to me that I've never seen before. I read a bunch of stuff. Nobody else talked about this. So whenever I see that, nobody else is saying what I'm saying. It always makes me nervous to say it, okay? So I just want to tell you, like, but here's what's interesting. The guy says, how do I get eternal life? How do I obtain this? What can I do to get it? And Jesus says, well, um, actually, you don't get it. You enter into it. You see that? He goes, how do I get it? Well, see, let me show you the other thing. Really important. What good thing must I do? And he says, hey, can I just tell you about good? (laughs) There's only one who's good, and you're not him. (laughs) Okay? So all of you out there who are trying to do, hey, hey, I bet you I can do enough good things, and then I'll get eternal life. And Jesus right off the bat just goes, you know, just pokes the right in the balloon of that guy's pride right there and says, hey, by the way, you are never going to do enough good things to actually experience eternal life, Okay? because there's only one who's good. So let's just settle that. Okay, we got that. All right, now, let's go to this other thing. You want to obtain it, and you want to get it. That's not how this works. You don't get eternal life. You enter it. So I was thinking about that. How many of you guys tried really hard to get a girl? How many of you did that? Oh, come on, you bunch of liars. I mean, seriously, if you're a guy, there's something in us, man. We go after the hunt. We see something we like, and we want to go get it, right? And, you, and, and let's be honest, you girls are no different, right? You, but you all huddle up together. And that you, see, we don't tell anybody. We just go after it. And all the girls huddle up and go, oh, I'm going to get that guy right there. He's a good catch. Let's go get him. So what happens? You go after him, and you go to get him. And then as soon as you get him, guys, let's, let's just go with the guys for a second. As soon as you get the girl, she wants to what? She wants to change you. Change you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that's more honest than what I was going to say. So that is so true. I kind of want to just go on a whole different track and talk about that for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She wants to change you, and guys, we want to fix them, right? So exactly. 
What I was going to say, though, that's a very maybe better answer, (laughs) is as soon as you want to get somebody, as soon as you want to get the girl, she'll want to enter into a relationship. And you go, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Okay, that's not what I was talking about. You know, I don't want to go that far, okay? Let's just date, you know? Because I do have some needs and stuff, you know, because I'm kind of lonely and things. So let's just go out and let's hang out. Let's go to a movie. Let's get some dinner. You know, let's have some companionship. If it goes a little farther, let's go. Let's have some sex together. And let's do all that. And because that'll be fine. And then the person goes, you know what? I'm enjoying this dating thing so much. Will you marry me? And then you're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That, I wasn't going that far. I just wanted to see what I could get. You guys see it? So this guy goes, how can I get that? Because I got a good thing going here, but I can tell there's something missing, right? And if I, if I could get that, and Jesus says, well, actually, you could get it, but here's what you're going to get. Me. So if you want eternal life, what's going to happen is you're actually going to enter into a relationship See, now, here's here's what's crazy. So Jesus comes back and he goes, hey, and if you want to enter life, then just do these commandments. And this guy's like, oh, cool, I do those. Can you imagine answering that? I don't know about you. But I've been doing that since I was a kid, man. I am something else. I'm really good. I do those things. But here's what's crazy. He goes, I do all of those. And look at what he says. "Um, All of these I have kept. In verse 20, the young man said, what do I still lack? I'm doing, I'm good, I'm rich, I'm successful, powerful, I'm even religious, and yet I can tell there's something missing. And this is where, for me personally, in my own journey with God, I have these seasons where I just know I'm missing something. Something's lacking. And what I sense, you guys, what I feel like I was supposed to share with you is I know there are some of you in this room who, man, you're you're doing it. You're trying. You're here on Sunday mornings. Some of you have joined Life Together groups. Some of you are serving. Some of you join our compassion efforts in South Salt Lake. I mean, some of you guys are like, man, what do I got to do so I can get eternal life, so I can get this whole deal, Right? And, Jesus, and, 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 and so Jesus comes back and he goes, well, do these things, right? And you'll enter life. And you're like, well, I'm doing those. And yet, what do I still lack? And some of you are, today, you could be feeling like, man, I, I got to be honest with you. I just, I'm lacking spiritual, I would just call it spiritual power, spiritual strength. Some of you lack fruitfulness, the, the, this fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, in peace, there's this, there's this fruitfulness that's supposed to come from our life and we're supposed to actually be a blessing to other people and you're looking at your thing and I, I like this guy, I believe it, something's missing. Sometimes I think some of you might be feeling like, what am I here for? Like you're missing a purpose. You don't have a calling on your life. And so you're just going through the motions and church is just another one of those motions <laughs> Like you got this, you got your job, you got your kids, you got your golf game, you got your shopping, you got your stuff, and then you go to church, and then you're going to go out and do something, and then you're going to start all over tomorrow, and you're just sitting there and going, what am I even here for? I'm missing something. There's got to be more to this life than this. And here's what I know. 
I know there are tons of people who come to church week after week after week and you still feel like something's lacking. And I just, when I read this story, I just feel like, I feel like God was saying, I don't want, I don't want you to lack anymore. So now if we keep going on the story, he, the guy goes, well, what do I still lack? And then in verse 21, Jesus answers him and he says, well, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. See, now here's another nuance that's interesting to me. The guy says, how do I get eternal life? Jesus says, okay, you're not going to get it, but if you want to enter it, do these things. And by the way, you know what? If you don't commit adultery and don't steal and don't murder people, your life goes a little bit better. You guys know that? (laughs) So you do enter life. I mean, this is good. I mean, if you do the stuff that God said, it's good, okay? And the guy's like, well, I'm doing that, but I'm still lacking something. He goes, this is so genius of Jesus. Obviously, he's God. And he says, in fact, I don't know about you, but when I read scripture, I, I, I imagine, what's the tone like? like what's the, not just the words, but I almost imagine Jesus getting a little giddy. It's like, oh, this is awesome. This is getting good. Because this guy, I mean, he has some interest. He wants to know how to get eternal life. He's actually doing good things. This is cool. And even better, he's, uh, he's got a hole in his heart. He knows there's more. He's getting really, really close. And so Jesus says, you know what you're asking? You're asking, how do I become complete? See, I... I the word perfect there in the NIV, it, it, is a, it is a proper interpretation. But I don't know about you, but as soon as if I see that and I see Jesus saying, oh, if you want to be perfect, I think perfect. And I'm like, oh, crap, I can't be that. <laughs> but what I think the same word means to be completely whole. It means to be mature. It means the end. You finish it. You are living the life you were created to live. That's, the Greek word is teleos. And when you heard that, you go, fully functioning for exactly what it was created for. So Jesus goes, okay, so you're interested in more than just entering? You're interested in more than just getting? You really want to live the life I created you to live? This is awesome. Go get rid of everything. Go get rid of all your stuff, sell it and give it to the poor and come follow me. And what's the guy do? Crap. And he goes away sad. You know what Jesus did, you guys? In that moment, here's what he said to the guy. Here's, if you really want your life to be complete, there's two things you gotta do. You've gotta get rid of what you love more than me. And you gotta follow me. Eternal life, you guys, is not doing religious things. If you are about trying to do the right things, you are going to completely lack, just like this guy. You are always going to feel empty in your heart. It's not about getting more of life. It's actually about eternal life. It's about releasing all of your life. And once you release your life to God, What Jesus was saying here is here, you can't love other stuff more than me. See, here's what's genius. When when Jesus said, hey, don't murder, don't commit adultery, honor your parents. I don't know if you guys recognize those. Those are like the last half of the Ten Commandments, right? And so, guys, good, I got those down. You know what he did right here? He said, you know what you're lacking? The first commandment. 
You're doing these ones on the end. He goes, you don't have the first one down. You guys know what the first commandment is? You shall have no other gods before me. Jesus, tell me how, man. I want to live. I want to live. I want the complete life. Okay, here's how this works. You got to make sure that you don't love anything more than me. So for this guy who had lots of stuff, he says, hey, this is great, so go ahead and get rid of everything because you love that more than me. And then come and enter into relationship with me, follow me, live with me, be with me, and you are gonna rock. And the guy's like, can't do that. Can't do that. He went away sad. So Jesus goes on, what's he say? Man, it is really hard for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, he goes, then he goes, in fact, let me tell you the truth. Whew, if you're rich, eh, it's like a camel trying to get through an eye of a needle for that person to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Now, money is this guy's issue. And maybe it's yours. Maybe what you love more than God is the American dream. You know, and maybe you're like this guy, maybe you're successful and you have a lot of stuff and you're powerful and all that kind of stuff and you want God too. God, could you fit into my life? <laughs> you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like where you are. It's like, God, I got this great life going, but I think there's this one, I got this room that's empty and I just wonder if you'd like to move in there. <laughs> I'll put up a cop for you, it'll be great. You know, and then if I need something, I'll just knock on the door and you'll be right there for me, right? See, that's what we live and that's how we want God to be for us. And he says, do you guys know what the kingdom of God is? See, the kingdom of God, why it's so hard to enter into it? Because entering into the kingdom of God is saying, hey God, I want you to run my life. I want you to be the Lord. You created me. You are the only one who's worthy, first commandment, to be God in my life. That's it. The kingdom of God is God. I am yours. And I will do anything that you ask me to do. And so Jesus says, that is really, really hard for somebody whose heart is really full. And I don't care if it's money or success or a job or a person or your kids or recreation or as I shared with you last fall, just happiness and fun, and comfort, and ease. Being American, you guys, is really hard to want God to call the shots. See, because what Jesus said is, hey, let me, this is great, come follow me, and I will so lead your life. And he's like, wait a second, if I let you in, then you might screw everything up. I mean, if I let you in, I got all this junk and stuff, and things I want to do with my life. And he can't do it. So then the disciples are like, shot. Because in the Jewish culture, what they thought, man, if somebody, if they saw somebody financially blessed, they believed that was because God had favor on him. God is all over that dude's life because he's rich. And now you're telling us rich people can't get into heaven? Like, then who can be saved, right? They're like, wow. And what does Jesus say? With man, yeah, that's pretty much impossible. But with God, all things are possible. What does that mean? You guys, you've got to understand this. You are saved by grace and not by works. 
you will never be saved. And what does saved mean? Saved means you are being saved from a relationship apart from God. And you're actually being brought into, you're entering into a relationship of intimacy with God. What you were created for. John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life, that you know the one true God. That's it. And so the only way you're saved, you guys, is not by doing stuff so that you can get. You're saved by just confessing to God exactly who you are. And you release everything to him. And you let his grace, which is this free gift, God will move into your mess. He'll move into the things you love. He'll move into your heart. And then the beautiful thing is, he forgives you of all of that. And then he puts his very spirit inside of you. And the spirit inside of you longs for the things of God. And he's the only one who can give us a heart that longs for the things of God. So then what do the disciples do? They go, whoa, whoa, check. Well, hey, man, what about us? We, we just gave up everything, right? We gave everything to follow you, so how's this going to work for us? And Jesus gives them this really cool deal. And he says, well, here's how this works. Truly, I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. By the way, that doesn't mean you, okay? You don't get to judge Israel and the tribes. So that's a whole other message. Verse 29, here's, here's yours. And everyone... And I won't go through this. Everyone who has left everything for me will not fail to receive a hundred times as much. And you will inherit eternal life. You know what's cool about an inheritance, guys? Inheritance is a gift. You don't work for that. That's what someone decides to give you. So here's what, I, here's what I feel like I need to just tell you. Um, I, I talk with so many people, like I remember, here's the first crossroads that some of you are on right now. You want eternal life. You're intrigued by God and you've walked this journey and you've hit this crossroad and you're here at K2 and you're asking, what do I gotta do to get eternal life? And Jesus says, well, here's the deal. You're not going to get it because you're not good. But if you want to enter it, if you want to enter it, then you just have to, you have to just let me have your life. You just, by faith, you believe who I am and you give me your life. Give me your life. See, you guys, most of us want God in our life, but we don't want to give him our life. And I, I want to tell you, I don't know how many conversations I've had here, and I'm just going to share with you. In the eight years that K2 has existed, almost eight years, one of the things that agonizes me the most is I have had so many conversations where people are like right here on the edge, and they'll be like, I love this church, and I love this place, and I feel like you're speaking right to me, and I've been in tears, and I just, and, and so I always go, so man, so have you made the decision to really give Christ your life and let him be Lord and, they'll, and people will go yeah, I just can't do that and I've seen so many people eventually well actually then I don't see them it's because if you don't ever give it up you never get the hundred times as much and then you go you know this doesn't really work for me 
And I go, you're right. Going to church doesn't work. Doing religious things doesn't work. The only thing that works is giving your life over to God. And if you do, he will enter in and you will never be the same. And I want to tell you, I know some people, you're sitting here today and I believe that God is asking you today. He like, just like you have encou- you're encountering Jesus today just like this rich young guy did. And I believe he's asking you today, will you let me have your life? Now let me show you the other thing that's maybe even, yeah it is, I think it's even more heavy on me. And that is this. Most of you in this room would call yourself a Christian. If I said you're a Christian, you'd raise your hand. And I've been in, this is crazy when I add this up. I've been doing ministry now for 25 years. And for 25 years, I have week after week shared God's word, told you how much he loves you, offered him the chance to say, come and follow me. And people who believe in Jesus are doing a lot of good things, hoping that they'll get God into their life so he'll make their life better. And you've never yet once said, you can have everything. And I look at that, you guys, and I just, I know this. Man, there have been numerous times where God has asked me for everything. And again, the first time to receive Christ, it was so hard. It was so hard to give him my life because I was going to be so embarrassed. And yet when I did it, the result, oh my gosh, that little act of humility versus the hundred times that I can tell you I've received, unbelievable. Then when God said, hey, dude, this, this girl you're dating that you love so much for four and a half years who was my God, when I felt like I was supposed to end that relationship, it was so hard. I was a Christian, but I was not doing what I should be doing. And he says, give that up. And I finally did, and it was hell to do it. And then... I've got this wife, Susie. I'm like, good deal. Good decision. Awesome. See, God, here's what's crazy. So then, you know, and then I'm at this great church in Michigan where I'm like, man, I'm, I'm significant. I'm using my gifts. I matter, la, la, la. I've got all this stuff. And God says, hey, I'd like you to leave all that. Go to California, and I'm going to dig a hole, throw you in, cover you over with dirt. Okay, I'm going to take everything away from you that matters. This will be really fun. Oh, this is great. It's hell. It's so hard. And yet you do it. And then the vision for K2 started in that darkness. And now he says, yeah, leave Michigan again and move to Salt Lake City. And le- Yeah, exactly. Thank you for laughing. And uh, out of all the places, God, Salt Lake City, are you kidding me? And so here's the Greens who moved out with us, who gave up their job and sold their homes and left their family and their friends. And we come out here and you think you're sacrificing for God. And he does a hundred times as much. And then this winter, he goes, Nelson, give up sports. I'm like, okay, this is getting too far. (laughs) And I'm serious. There's this part where God just says, he keeps showing me, you love this more. And when every time he takes it away and every time I've given it up, you know what's happened? 
he gives me a hundred times as much. That's what Jesus says. Can I ask you, how many of you believe that if today you got rid of what you love more than anything else, or maybe you didn't even don't, don't have to get rid of it, maybe you just have to put it in its right place, like, how many of you believe if you actually did that today, that God would give you a hundred times as much? How many of you believe that? Okay, you bunch of liars. I'm sorry, that was a joke. And yet, is it? See, I believe that too, because I read it, and I go, okay, this must be true. Then why is it that when he asks us to give up something, we don't do it? You know why, why that is? Because we don't believe it. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, if somebody said, hey, if you give me a dollar, I'll give you a hundred. We'd be all be in our wallets, and we go, here you go, man, give me a hundred. God is saying, give me everything, lose your life, and you will find it, and you will receive a hundred times as much in this life and the one to come. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to close the service today, and I don't even need to tell you what it is that you love more than God. You know. If you're a Christian, you know right now what it is that you don't believe and why you won't give him your life. And what's so cool today is you have an opportunity. You, you've heard from God today, from his word to you. You have engaged with Jesus today. And he's asking you today, will you give me your life? Will you come follow me? Will you enter into relationship with me? Will you marry me? Quit dating me. Quit using me. Commit to me. And let me commit to you. And I, I, you have a choice. You can, today, you can walk away sad like this guy did. Or there's another story in the Bible that says when this guy found the kingdom of God, he said it was like a kingdom in a field and he went and he sold everything he had so he could come back and buy that field because he knew this was better than anything. And I just want to tell you, it is hard. There's nothing harder in all the world to do. And there is nothing else that will produce a hundred times return for your life. An absolute, complete, reckless abandon and devotion to Jesus. You will enter the kingdom of God and he will run your life and you will finally be what you were created to be. So the band's going to come up here. Just not, actually not the whole band. We're going to give you one song. And it's a song that's been sung for years. It's called I Surrender All. I usually call it I Surrender a Little Bit. I Surrender Some of It. All the stuff that I don't really care about. I'll give to G. You know, I mean, we just... But not today. And here's what I want to ask you. And I'm going to ask you right now. If for the first time you're at a crossroads and you actually want to give Jesus your life, I'm going to ask you to stand here in a minute. I am. You know what's cool? Jesus had this conversation with this rich guy and all, everybody was watching. He didn't go, hey, can I come over here and talk to you for a second? He just said, hey, here's the deal. You want to follow me? You want life? Here it is. 
And if you're ready today to stand for the first time and say, I'm in, I'm in. I'm gonna give you that chance while we sing the song. And here's the other thing. If you're a Christian today and you know you've just been playing a game and you lack power and fruit and love in your life, you know there's something lacking and you know that God has told you what it is you love more than him. And today you are willing to give it up, give everything so you can have 100 times as much and live the life you were created to live. I'm gonna ask you to stand.